Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, man. And we are super excited for today's guest. You know, I've been trying to get this for a little bit and our schedules are just busy. We're two really busy people. And uh, so being able to get a moment to sit down and chat with one another, we, we finally figured it out. So um, I'm really excited to have this guest on. I think there's a lot of range we're going to talk about today. And uh, you know, basically just kind of like a, a great influence, someone who's, you know, works with kids, high school coach, was an athlete himself, played at the college level, uh, you know, works with youth now and is involved in music and just doing a lot of great things. So we're super excited to chat with him today. So from B, I, I'll say since the Sandbox uh, podcast, a big, a big podcast that I listen to to get all my fantasy football updated as well. So uh, I, I don't want to forget that either. So uh, without further ado, guys, uh, Kev Sinatra. Yeah, what's going on, man? And and like you said, this has been a, a long time coming. We've been trying to set it up. And uh, and now we're here, and I'm excited. Yeah, man, I think it's on uh, beyond. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, I, I've come on, I've come on your guys' uh, show, and I gave some bold predictions that just busted <laughs> like big time. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, I kind of do the same thing if 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 you haven't noticed. So yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I think one of them. You got to, you know, and I know you're a big Buffalo guy, you're a big Bills oh, yeah. guy. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely felt for you after your playoff loss. And I think I might even like sent like a life, a life raft out there for you in my, yeah, in my story. I, I, had, I had a couple, uh, I had a couple distant relatives coming, knocking on my door, making sure I was all right and things like that. So I'll, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all good now, people. I'm all good. I mean, do you consider yourself like hardcore Bills mafia type dude? Like, do you consider yourself that? Um, like it's tough because obviously I did grow up a Pats fan, you know what I mean? But it was just, I've always loved Josh Allen, even in college, I loved him and I don't really follow college football like that, but he's yeah. one of those people I actually did follow. So I just loved him coming up. And then, you know, when Brady left and I know it kind of sounds like a fake thing to say, but it really was just like, I needed some change. You know what I mean? I was going through a rough <laughs> point in my life. I was like, I need something. I need something. So Josh Allen got drafted and. He's my favorite player, so now I now I just rock with him. You know what I mean? And I've always been more of like a favorite player than team guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like obviously I love my Celtics and I love my Red Sox, but you know, I in the NBA I also have teams I root for because my favorite players on that team. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was kind of just like a two in one situation. Brady left, Josh Allen went to Buffalo. Or was or already at Buffalo, but I started slowly becoming a fan towards the end of the Brady days when when Josh Allen first came in the league. So. Yeah. No, it's funny, man. One of my one of my good high school buddies I played football with, he played football at Norwich. Uh family, you know, father played at Wyoming, like family went to school in Wyoming, a sister went, like they go to games out there and they were talking Josh Allen for a while around here. Yeah. And they would always go out to I don't know if it was like the homecoming, but like the whole family, they still go out there and all they talked about was like Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. And you know, he's in the NFL today and they still talk about him. So I get it. Like, you know, I've known about him. I've heard about him for such a long time just through that family. So um yeah. Yeah, I get that, man. So, you know, I said at the top and and you're involved in a lot of different things. And, you know, some mm -hmm. of the things we're going to kind of talk about, we're going to be collaborating together a little bit and, you know, helping each other out. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but first, you know, I mentioned you're in the coaching world. I know you were an athlete mm -hmm. yourself. And I want to give you your due. I know you were a dominant baseball pitcher from the research that I've done. I know you played at the college level as well, uh, locally and, and, and did very well there as well. So I know athletics is in your blood and you're involved mm -hmm. in your hometown 
hometown hoops team and you're involved with your hometown baseball team. So talk about the world of coaching for you, how sports had an influence on you and maybe has even led you to the direction that you're currently in, in your life as a result of that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I won't dive into too much detail on, on the old stuff, but like you said, I, I was a three sport athlete in high school, uh, basketball, baseball, football, um, you know, was captain of all three, all conference and all three, you know, all those type of things. And then no I, big um, deal. No big deal. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to get into too much detail because we're talking about coaching here. You know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. isn't about me. I've yeah, had my time. Yeah. But it's good. Um, but you got to get your dude. Yeah. Get your dude. yeah. Uh, but then, like you said, I went and pitched uh, uh, for four years as a starting pitcher at Suffolk. Um, won a couple, a few conference championships, a uh, few NCAA tournament games and things like that. So it was a really cool experience. It was Division Three, but I mean, for anyone that knows college sports, a lot of the times Division Three talent is just as good as D1 talent, you know what I mean, and vice versa. So, you know, I played against some studs, you know, when I was at Suffolk, you know, from UMass Boston, from Endicott, from Salve Regina. They were just always packed with, you know, heavy hitters, and I was a pitcher, so they were always kind of like my rival, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, and then that was fun, and then I graduated from there. And like you said, I, I came back home. Not that I really ever left because I just lived in downtown Boston for a couple of years when I was in school. But um, came back home. Uh, now I'm coaching basketball and baseball up at East Boston High, and I'm loving it. Um, boys hoops just got over. We had a great season, um, and we've just been getting better and better every year, and we have a very young team. So definitely within the next year or two, I expect a lot of, a lot of success coming out of the state tournament. Yeah, and I know you guys, I think, ran into just a, a train in St. Mary's who, yeah. um, you know, I I know I've coached against in, in football, coaching at Islands and Catholic. They're in our conference, so mm. I just know how they are in sports. They're very good. They're very deep, and they just yeah. got talent, and it's, it's a very difficult school to play. So, um, you know, th that's great to hear, and the future's bright. Obviously, uh, baseball's popping soon, you know, spring mm -hmm. training, everything else, and, you know, how's that looking? How's the squad? I know you guys had a lot of success last year. Um, I think you made did you make the Boston City League Championship last year. Yeah, so last year we actually won the Boston City. You won League it, okay, okay. Yeah, first first team to win it since like the 1980s. You know, wow. so it was a, it was a pretty big deal locally within East Boston and the East Boston High Community. So that was great. Um, we did graduate a few key guys, but you know the core, or or you know I would say about 75 percent of the core is coming back. So hopefully we make a run. But I also know that a lot of the schools around the city have been you know, getting talent in by boatloads. So I know the city league is going to be very competitive this year. It's not going to be, you know, an easy road. Not that it was last year, but, you know, it's going to be definitely harder this year. We ran into some teams with injuries last year, some teams that, you know, had el eligibility problems, things like that. So, you know, it wasn't the e easiest road, but it also wasn't the toughest. So this year is going to be a really good test. But with the guys we have, I'm confident that, you know, we can at least make a run for the city championship again and hopefully another you know run in the states we haven't actually won a state tournament game in east boston high for you know a while now so even just to win one or two would be a step in the right direction you know yeah absolutely and you know just kind of listening to that i mean obviously city pride and you know, i've had all the kids that have transferred and played for me from you know um different areas of boston that talk about city league championship and how important that is and how big yeah. of a deal that is and uh, so understanding and hearing that now for you, do you work with a lot of pitchers? Are you a, like a pitching coach? Would you say more, or are you kind of more well-rounded as far as baseball goes? Like your specialty, what's your thing? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously 
being a pitcher my whole life, I, I do tend to work with pitchers more. And, and that was my title at, at East Boston High is my title at East Boston High. But um, I also consider myself like well-rounded. You know what I mean? The only thing I would never coach is hitting. I could never hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. don't let me teach your kids how to hit because they'll be like a career 180 hitter. Um, but pitching <laughs> and uh, especially pitching in outfield are my two biggest things. And then uh, when I got to college, actually, I started learning a lot about like catchers and, and different catching drills and stuff like that, just because the pitchers and, and the catchers work so closely in college. So now I'm able to like implement some of that, that stuff for the catchers at East High, too. So I would say pretty much everything, but, you know, hitting, you know, so more defensively are you, yeah. you know, as far as like how to play teams as a pitcher, maybe where guys in the outfield or even the infield are lining up mm-hmm. or cheating towards. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess understanding the field from that perspective as a pitcher, I mean, I guess you are the quarterback in the sense of where everyone's positioned a little bit on the field. So, yeah. And I know my, uh, my first year coaching at East Boston high, and, and this was something that we did uh, in college. So it was just something I was used to, but we actually implemented, uh, the pitching coach calling the pitches. Um, we just had a very young catcher. He was he was good, just just unexperienced. Didn't really know how to call a game yet. He just didn't have that experience. So um, obviously, you know, being a pitcher in college and stuff, I I know what to throw to a high school kid and when and where to position guys. So I was calling pitches. Um, but then last year we got this very good catcher who transferred in. Um, probably one of the best high school catchers I've ever seen with my two eyes, honestly. Um, and he knew how to call pitches and, and, and knew how to call games. So I kind of took a, a little step back with that um, last year just because I want the pitchers to have the freedom to throw what they want. You know what I mean? And, and I want to have the faith in my catcher that he can call the right thing. Um, but especially like even like plays and stuff like first and third place, things like that. Like that's just stuff I've learned throughout my experience playing like in college and men's leagues and even like semi pro, like things like that. It's just stuff I I listened to and picked up on. So now I'm able to implement it at least at the high school level for now. No, that's great. And I mean, obviously, you know, just even small drills like catching drills, right? I mean, that's the difference mm-hmm. between a pass ball happening and not happening or exactly. the catcher making a good throw or making a good read on mm-hmm. something or having a good jump on it. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think those young, fresh, different drills that come in, um, you know, make kids work at positions a little bit differently, a little bit harder, mm-hmm. arguably. I mean, I don't know the baseball world as well as the football world, but I think when you come in with fresh things and good ideas and how those things translate into motion of the game, I think, you know, you get these kids sold into understanding, uh, you know, how to, how to learn differently or how to play differently. So, I mean, it's cool for you because obviously you're involved in the high school and, you know, doing a podcast. I mean, these kids must listen to your fantasy news. I'm sure they give it to you in a good way and they give it to you when you mess up or like say something. I, I've seen a lot of people poke fun of you uh, on your page, all in good love. And I think it's great. I think, listen, sometimes you got to take on the villain role and uh, yeah. the villain role is a good role because you're always going and you're always on the mic and you got a great personality with it. But, you know, talk about, I mean, I guess, do you look at what you do and we'll get into the music stuff in a minute, but yeah, yeah. do you consider what you do with your buddies, your close friends, ki- kids that you went to East Boston high with, had that experience with mm-hmm. uh, them seeing you doing something like that? Do you get a little bit more street cut among them? Uh, is it cool? Do you feel like you're a good influence? I mean, talk about that for you, that aspect of that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, that's 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 a loaded question. Um, yeah, but, I mean it yeah, is. I mean, it is. Um, so answer however you want. Yeah, yeah. So like I would say, do do I consider myself an influence? No. Am I trying to be an influence? 
maybe, but I'm more of just doing what I want to do. And I'm hoping that people seeing me do that is the influence and not, well, that's necess- it, not necessarily right? me, you know what I mean? But even to dive like a little deeper and, and like you said, you know, a bunch of our students watch the podcast. They even bump my music. Like I know uh, in in fall ball for basketball, we were over in a fall league at St. Mary's and, and the coaches would drive the kids over. So my car would always be, you know, four or five high school kids. And they'd be like, yo, mister, like, like play that, play that jam you made or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. we'd be bumping in my car. So like, that's cool. They support it, that's you know cool. what I mean? And, and and they support it and whether they support it because, you know, they're trying to make jokes or they're supporting it because they actually like it or just supporting it because they know me and they're trying to, you know, either way, it's like I'm doing it. I'm doing it for me and no one else. But the fact that, you know, they, I do get that recognition from them, it, it's definitely like funny in it. And it's kind of like full circle because like I had people like that in my life when I was in high school, like local I don't even want to say local rappers, like local artists, local athletes, like just guys that I looked up to in the community that were kind of just beaten to the to the beat of their own drum. You know what I mean? Dancing to the beat of their own drum. Yeah. So that's no. really that's really what I'm trying to be because I wanna, you know, I wanna show kids like, yeah, you can go to college and you can do all this stuff and then you can still do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like no one can tell you that you can't and music's something that i've always been very passionate about i've sang since i was little i've just never done it really like publicly or like even seriously like it was always just in the shower or at like family birthdays and things like that like it was never anything like i would go up and perform or write songs or anything but um but like i said once i graduated college and i didn't have such a workload on me as far as like schedule with practice and homework and test and school and all that stuff um i just found more free time and i and I found myself filling my free time with the singing. And then from singing, I got to writing. And then from writing, I went to actually go into a real studio and recording some stuff with a real engineer and real equipment. And uh, and yeah, that's kind of how that came about. So talk about that, because I always joke with people and I like I mean this when I do like I wish I knew how to play the piano. I wish I knew how to play the guitar. I wish like I like studied music and understood like why be like sounds and you know and beats and like i wish i knew more about that and i think that that stuff's really cool so for you you said like i found interesting that a lot of people didn't know you were into music i mean someone who's active who's obviously athletic in high school you're a three-sport athlete so Mm -hmm. you're pretty active year-round i guess how do you hide something like that but how do you also then also work at it and get better at it and and do that i guess secretly i mean that's kind of really interesting in my opinion yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't even like I never took vocal lessons. It was never anything like serious. Like when I was little, little, like seven, eight, nine years old, my mom tried to get me to go to um a place called Zoomix here in East Boston. Um, it's kind of like an after school music program. And I was always just like, no, like that's stupid. Like I'm a basketball player and all that. And not to knock music, but at the time I just didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like I was all like I was sports driven. You know, my uncles were all basketball players. My 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 athletes, my brothers were all athletes. So my route was like the 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 sport route. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm a you know, I'm a singer. You know what I mean? Like it was just. And again, not that there's nothing wrong with that, because that's what I'm doing now. But at that time, you know what I mean? You you just know how kids are and and, and how, you know, it's just they just don't understand. So, like I said, it was always just something I did like in the shower and stuff. And uh, and um, and then one day I literally remember like one day a few years ago, I think it was during the pandemic was the first time I ever put up a Snapchat of me singing. 
uh and a lot the of people, people just swiped. go wild like what yeah like a lot of people swiped up and they were like yo i didn't know you could sing blah 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 blah, blah. and then um and then all that stuff and then uncle tony you know uncle tony obviously he yeah. actually hit me up and he was like yo like let's do a song together because he was obviously making music at the time he had just released an album and stuff and he was like yo like let's get in the studio he was like record he's like even if we don't use the song like just for practice and stuff and uh and we went in the studio and we and we made you know some pretty dope songs together and stuff so that was really the first route into it. And then, you know, the writing thing just came naturally because once I started singing and listening to beats and stuff, it was just it the lyrics just naturally like started putting themselves together because I write all my own songs. And I, I think most people know that, but maybe not everyone does. But yeah, every song that I've ever recorded um, or made, obviously, besides the covers I do on like Instagram and stuff, but the music I've actually published and, and released is all is all written by me. So that's amazing. So you write all your own music. I mean, dude, yeah. how do you balance that all? And then obviously I know us just chatting, you go to a recording studio, I think you said in Roxbury. So um, you've kind of released some songs. I know you've released a, a few songs recently in the past, like, yeah. you know, I think like six to eight months, you've released a few yeah. tracks. Um, so talk about your process, I guess, a little bit. You write a song to when you release a song. I mean, what is your walkthrough process from start to finish i guess a little bit um yeah so just to get like a little background of it i i right now have four songs released four okay. singles and then i have two more on the way but um just to get into that um yeah it's kind of just you know i i have an app i have all these websites and and producers that i email and stuff like that that i just get beats from whether i buy them or get them sent to me for free whatever and i just listen to beats on beats on beats and a lot of people know I live in Wakefield now and I still work in East Boston. So my morning commute is like 30, sometimes 40, 45 minutes. So instead of listening to everyone else's music and what other people are making. And again, I love music and I love listening to music, but I started just listening to beats on the way to work, on the way home to work, whenever I was in my car. You know what I mean? Because I just started that way because when I was home, I just wanted to be home and watching TV and things like that. Um, so that's really how I started just listening to beats. And then I would like drive to them, you know, like drive home with the beat on and just like start thinking of stuff. And like, I would like just pull different kind of like pull different avenues from like different artists that I listen to. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would listen to one beat and be like, Oh, like this might be like a Justin Bieber type beat. So I need to write like a Justin Bieber type song. You know what I mean? And, and things like that. And, and I listen to so many artists and so many genres that I just like pull from different, from different avenues. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no, I've listened to all, all your songs. I mean, that's kind of like, when you were like releasing your first couple songs, I was like mm -hmm. putting it on my story just because, you know, I knew you were into music and, and kind of seeing you and what you post and then seeing that you were kind of releasing the songs. Uh, you know, we want to show you the love here for sure. But I joke, there's, there's like people that I work with that we was kind of talking about this before we, we mm -hmm. hit the record button here, but you know, your single hit my line is definitely super catchy. <laughs> I found myself singing it. Um, I know people that I work with, they love it too. Like, so I, I want you to know, you definitely have a few fans and, in the uh, Medford public school system that listen to yeah, you. Too, and, and that actually makes me laugh too, because Hit My Line is my favorite song that I've come out with so far. I think so, it's great. I think it's your it best it's song. It's my favorite song. Too, um, I, I actually think much. it's the first song I wrote, to be honest. Um, besides the um, me and Uncle Tony have an unreleased song that we just never released. But besides that, Hit My Line was actually the first song I uh, I ever wrote. But it's funny because no one, like all my friends and all that, and obviously they like all my music, but none of them say Hit My Line. Like I'm the only one. 
So I was yeah. always like, hmm, maybe it's just because like I'm too close to the song or like something like that. But so to hear oh, them say that that specific song like makes me laugh. Yeah, I I think it's great. Um, I won't name the other people's name because you know yeah, I'll get yeah, permission. Boy, but yeah. like they they're big fans of it, and we always joke and like always put that. it on or like in whatever. So I was saying when I was having you on, like one of the masters, I was like, actually, yeah, you know who I'm having on tonight? The dude who sings <laughs> hit my line, and they started dying laughing. So, um, you know, I think yeah, if I pick one of your favorite songs, it's, it's that. It's like very catchy. Uh, like good beat. Um, yeah. And it's just like the lyrics are just like, yeah, I think you do a great job. I'll be super honest with you. And that like hit my line theme type of song is, is, is what the, I have an EP coming out in the spring. Um, so for those of you that didn't know, now, you know, I'll be dropping an announcement soon on Instagram officially, but I do have an EP coming out in the late spring, early summer around like Memorial day, early June. Um, and it's going to be very much like hit my line themed, like very upbeat, very like summery, very just like, you know what I mean? Nostalgic, listen to it in the backyard while you're hanging with your friends type of music. You know what I mean? Because that's really the music that that I enjoy the most when I'm listening to music or even like the music I like to make. So going to just stick to that vibe, come out with like a five, six song project. You know what I mean? Have people bump it all summer and then uh, and then probably in the fall or early winter, I'll drop my first actual you know full album. What um what like what's your genre that you consider yourself? Because like I would say like a rapper like, but then I yeah. listen to hit my line. I'm like, well, I don't yeah. know. So like, where do you fall? I guess if I have to ask. No, I and I and I honestly had a funny question that you're gonna ask me this. Um, and I actually talk about this with my girlfriend all the time, but I really don't consider myself like any specific genre like i really do just consider myself an artist and that's why even in like my instagram bio i just put artists i don't put like rapper or singer or anything like that because i listen to all types of music i'm influenced by all types of music so if i want to one day just drop a country song i'm gonna just one day drop a country song you know what i mean and no one will bat an eye because it's you know it's not like this rapper dropping a country song so i i I really do want to kind of keep that which is why i'm trying to go back to that you know vibe for my ep just so people can see like oh um, he's not a rapper and not that there's anything wrong being a rapper. It's just like, I don't, that's not how I classify myself. I don't think that's, you know, the type of music that like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my head when I'm, when I'm thinking of writing, but that's just the type of music that ends up going together. So I'm just riding the wave for now. And you know, if right now it's rapper hip hop and then next year I come out with an EDM album or a country album or, you know, a, a power ballad album or whatever, you know what I mean? I just, I don't ever want to be like typecasted as like one specific genre. You know what I mean? Until unless there's one day where I wake up and I'm like, all right, this is. But right now I'm just like still exploring so much with like music and stuff that I don't want to put myself in like a cage too early because you can make it in the music industry many different avenues for whatever genre you're in. So if I stay kind of like neutral and just keep dropping songs that are like a little bit of everything, then one day one of them hopefully will catch. And that's when, you know, I'll kind of figure that out so interesting you're just listening you know like and i and i go back to what what i'm saying before like dude you gotta be the man amongst the players you coach just like if i was listening this was my coach i'd be like dude my coach is the man like you know and so i just like that's i've coached and i've taught and i've run programs like that's that's my life like that's what i do like so i get it when i see like you know i i know that's like what kids look at you and that's cool man it's great to for you to be so balanced and so well-rounded with that the question that i have that i think is cool and it's more of a laughing question than anything yeah yeah 
How cool is it? I mean, I get your vibe. Like, I get your vibe. Like, I like the shades. I like the hat. It gives me the Fresh uh-huh. Prince vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 I like that. Talk about how cool it is that if you typed your name on Instagram music, you could put your song on an Instagram story <laughs> for you to like play. Like, is that, is that real cool? I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's really yeah, interesting. That's actually, I've actually done that. Is that why you're asking? Did you no, I've actually, oh, I actually looked you up once. I go, dude, this has hit my line is yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I actually, yeah, I think back in the summer, I just posted like a story of me, like shooting around with my shirt off. I don't know, whatever. You know, I was single at the time, so I was just, you know, whatever. Doing your um, thing. I but but yeah, I, I put I put hit my line up as like the as the music on the story, and I was just like, whoa, like that's when it like not that it felt real because it's not like I'm making money or you know anything like that, but it was just like wow, like I actually am like a published like artist, like anyone in the world can like type me in on Instagram and boom, my song comes up. You know what I mean? Not that people will type me in, but they can, and that's just like a cool thing to. They know, can you know? right at the end of the day, because even can. I didn't know that. Like I like. That was still early on, so I, I didn't like grasp grasp like the once it's released on like Apple Music, it automatically goes to like Instagram or whatever. So, like when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "That's sick." Yeah, I like. I think I even tagged you and I put it in my story and like yeah, tagged you, you and being yeah, like, yeah. "How cool is that?" You know, like because yeah. I do. I think that that stuff's real cool. And yeah. you know, I before I even knew that that aspect of you, obviously, I listened to you guys' podcast. So you know, for me, it was like kind of hearing what you guys did, like hometown buddies. I have my group of guys that I'm super close with mm-hmm. to this day, so I get that. And I understand that. And you know, you guys have kind of really like evolved the show. You got more people involved, more personalities funny tit funny like you know tidbits and takes and you know yeah. you seem to be getting a lot of people on there as well so it's cool mm-hmm. to see you as a personality a little bit on there and then yeah. obviously the music and coaching aspect is things that we're interesting in or interested in um so i'm kind of going to put you on the spot here a little bit hopefully not right. too much a couple weeks back you or maybe it was like last week you posted you sing an acapella a little bit and I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. great. And I put it on my story and you know, I, I, when we talk about the type of artist that you are and you kind of don't label that hearing you do that acapella, maybe that's what made me kind of be like, I wonder what he categorizes himself as. So yeah. that's where that question kind of came from. But if I gave you a song to sing, you go acapella right now on the podcast, boom, we knocked this out of the park. You'd say, I'd say, let's do it. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, this is awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to become Instagram famous all night. (laughs) Overnight sensation right here. Thank me later. Hopefully. (laughs) You'll be great. You'll be great. So, um, what's the music selection here? Um, whatever you, you tell me. I'll let you pick. I, I want to let you pick. All right. I'm. Uh, I think I'm gonna do. It's funny because I I knew you know I knew that this acapella thing was gonna come up, and I was trying to think of songs in my head that I wanted to do, and I I thought of quite a few, but uh, I think I ended up deciding to go with uh Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton, which a lot it. of a few people have asked me. Um, good friend of mine, Jonathan Tosto. Um, I'll make sure to tag him in this, but. He uh he slid up to my Instagram or Snapchat story a while back and was like, "You Tennessee whiskey," um and I never did it or at least I never posted it. So, um but yeah, I'll do that. All yeah. right, man, this is great. Uh, I think you got some talent. I do. I want to show it off to our audience, let people know a little bit who Kev Sinatra is, and 
why why i think he's a really interesting artist that is starting out for sure okay the glasses are off so this is business hats readjusted for those that aren't watching this and list but listening this east boston uh gear on right now is swag here we go mike's good all set mike's great mike's great all right you used to spend my nights out in a ballroom. Liquor was the only love I know. Girl, you rescued me from reaching for the bottle and brought me back from being too far gone. You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. You're as warm as a glass of brandy. And honey, I stay stoned on your love all the time. Boom. Bro, what? Light, you like, know what I mean? What, dude? It's all right. It's all right. What? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's that's things like this is, is why I don't want to be classified as just one genre. Because who would have thought that I would be singing... Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Not what I thought you would pick, if I'm being exactly. totally honest. Not what yeah. I thought you would pick at yeah. all. Shout out to my girlfriend for that one, because she helped me pick it. I was debating like four or five songs to pick, and she loves Tennessee whiskey. So she was like, just do it. You know? So where do you... Okay, so let me ask you this just out of... Yeah, like, yeah. like music for me, and I've said this on a few episodes of my podcast, like my stories and my reels like i am very specific about music like i do research music i look at a lot of instrumentals mm. a lot of lyrics listen to like what people are saying or what things mean to me that's yeah. so important when you can get it on the right clip or you're trying to put the right message out there or you catch a really cool play and you try to find that right like sound clip reel like music yeah, is yeah. is key to people paying attention to things more and being drawn in what oh, yeah. type of music draws you in as an artist? Like I would have never expected that truthfully. Yeah. So I guess what is the different types of music? What artists do you listen to that maybe people would even realize that you do listen to? Yeah. I mean, it, it you know, that's, that's, I could spend a whole nother episode talking about all this, but, um, but like I said, I have my, my variety of music has, has no boundary. Like, my parents grew up, I was listening to Frank Sinatra. I was listening to Bob Dylan. I was listening to the Beatles. And then like my brothers were listening to DMX and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. And then my other brother was listening to soft rock, like my chemical romance. And you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and my mom liked country, like old school, like Kenny Rogers type of, of music. You know what I mean? So, and, and we all grew up in a, in a three bed or three bedroom apartment, seven of us, you know what I mean? So it was just, I was just constantly hearing different music and I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. And every time I would hear like a song, I'd be like, whoa, like, this is kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was singing Kenny Rogers in the shower. The next night I was singing, I'll be missing you by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans in the shower. You know what I mean? So it's right. just, it really just comes from that. And, and even now it's just like, no, 
no specific thing. Um, it really is just like I look I look for a lot of melody and like melodic beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like those are the type of beats you can really go anywhere with. You know what I mean? Like the poppy, like you can make it pop country, you can make it more like rap, you can make it hip hop or dance or whatever. So I look for those type of beats just because they bring more like versatility. So I try to stay away from like the hardcore, like one genre beat, like whether it's pop or rap or or rock or whatever. So I try to find like more neutral beats that I can kind of like. And and a lot of the times that's that's what happens is I'll write like three or four different choruses to a beat. You know what I mean? And 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 it's a chorus that would bring the song a whole different direction. And then I like just keep like singing them to myself or singing them in my head. And I'm like, oh, like this is the one that fits. And I've used like choruses that I wrote for one song for like a chorus of a different song and it just fits you know what i mean so it's so interesting to see like how that works out but i think that's because of the type of beats that i pick you so know? you find your music to be pretty similar in that sense like your music connects from beat to beat because you're kind of delivering the same message as that exactly that you- yeah and, and and my goal and I, and I was you know i was talking about this with my girlfriend too but um i would like to drop an album one day you know um i got a couple of projects i want to jump drop before but i do want to drop an album one day that's just like 10 songs one song from like every single genre you know what i mean and call it like the mixtape m-i-x-e-d because it's like all mixed music you know what i mean so i don't know that's a little sneak peek into the into you know what i'm thinking later in the future but you know we'll cross that road when we get there but i think that would be really cool like no one's (laughs) yeah like no one's ever done that you know what i mean like i'll start off with like a hit my line type of song and then with like a keith urban country type of song yeah, but I'll make sure the flow is goes the right direction. That like, boom, you just can listen to this the album in order, and boom. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that is yeah. probably not been attempted at all. If if it yeah. were by very few, so that would be yeah. that'd be a different concept of, of a record to pitch. I mean, that is really interesting. Actually, you might yeah. be onto something there a little yeah. bit. So. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah, I think I'm gonna copyright that, so don't even try. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just gonna if that like if that blew up, I'd be like, well, it was said here first. Like, are you like that person who gets famous? Like, you sign like a dollar bill and you hang it up on the wall, like like with those old school cafes or whatever, and like you had that person's signature if they were famous. That's it for me right here. Like, this is my signature. Oh yeah, love that. Um. What are your plans got you going on with music right now as far as, I mean, obviously I know you said you get a few songs that you still got to release. Um, uh-huh. You know, do you do any like shows you kind of perform anywhere? Are you kind of getting to that point? I mean, what are your next steps maybe as far as your music goes of what you do have put together? Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't really done any shows, honestly, no shows, um, but it's mostly just been studio work, you know, posting reels on on Instagram and Snapchat and things like that. But yeah, it's really mostly just like actual music that I'm releasing that I recorded in the studio, like with just me and my engineer, or like or like uh, social media stuff. I've never really done any like live shows or anything like that. I'm hoping to soon, hopefully, yeah. you know, if I can get a little bit more buzz around my name and, and and people start finding out who I am, I would love to do a couple live shows, even if they're at dive bars, whatever. You know what I mean? And and I, uh, my girlfriend threw the idea to me too to to do uh, open mic nights too. She was looking up places the other night around, like the Boston and North Shore area that do open mic nights. So that's that's another thing I could do too. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I know all that will come in in due time. You know. Yeah. So just trust in the process a little bit, and yeah, just kind of just trust the process. It. And like, I'm not in. You know, I'm not really in a rush to do any shows, just because like I still don't have. A fan base like that you know what i mean obviously some people listen to me around you know the boston area but 
Get a few in Medford. I mean, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it would be it would be a cool experience though. But I'm not like in a rush. Like I'm not like oh I need to do. But like if someone asked me, I'd be like yeah, of course I'll do the show. Like I love yeah. I love that. But that's like cool. I'm saying, just trusting the process and and not trying to like rush anything. You know. Yeah. No, and I think that's a good way of looking at it. And obviously, you're kind of figuring out your thing and what you want to do. Uh, is music a direction that you would look to go? Like, is that something that you would want to be? your full-time all-in type thing or right now you like like you said are you just kind of seeing what field or what you want to do as far as whether it's coaching or being in education and and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth yeah i mean i definitely love coaching and and you know being a teacher or or becoming in the process of becoming a teacher but music is the goal i mean i feel like if you ask anyone that they would say like a similar thing you know what i mean and i'm not saying the goal is attainable i'm not saying i'll reach that goal but that is the goal and um and that's you know that's why i kind of started doing all this stuff because i was just two years out of college i was already sick of working a regular job you know even at a school you know what i mean like just like and, and again i love i love doing that but it's just i'd rather be a musician you know what i mean and i feel like i have the talent and i'm finally starting to put some of the pieces together and and really like find out my sound and like different ideas of what i want to do and what i don't want to do and things like that so that is the goal for now and I'll, I'll i'll just keep doing what i'm doing until you know better opportunities come along for music but for now i'm just like i'm loving it honestly i'm loving the process i'm i'm having fun and i really just like a really cool experience yeah, and don't be afraid to to go hard on it either, man. You know, it, having a vision and having a dream yeah. is that. I mean, listen, I'm turning 40 years old next month. I started this two years ago. I knew there was something that was missing out there for this, of covering mm-hmm. local high school sports and putting the content and the fun stuff that we're putting together. Uh, you know, I kind of following it and, and pursuing the mm-hmm. dream. So yeah. don't, you know, don't let other people steer you otherwise, man. If this is what you want to do and this is what you want to make it become, yeah. like you're going to work and figure that out and a lot of other people can't steer you in other direction yeah. you know and i will say i think being a teacher has helped me a lot with the music because for one the schedule right i had so much time even even with the coaching you know what i mean we're just with, with summers off and, and vacations off and weekends off and things like that and yeah you may not necessarily have it off if you're coaching or whatever but you know what i mean just not having a like a demanding a high demanding hourly job um, that really helped because, like I said, I was able to get in the studio. I was able to just like focus more time on like listening to music and listening to beats and things like that. So that's actually been a blessing in disguise. And that's the plan going forward. Just be a teacher, have that to pay the bills and kind of live on until the music thing blows up. But that's honestly really I feel like the teaching goes hand in hand with the music because of that, because I have the time in my schedule to do the music, you know what I mean? And and it's not interrupting my job and my job isn't really interrupting the music, but yeah, the goal would obviously, I want to open my own record label one day, Sinatra records. Um, It's perfect name. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect name. Well, that's, that's another thing too, that I've been talking to about with people about recently, because like I was never, obviously my, my artist name is young Sinatra. Yeah. But that's just because it's my name, but I've never been like, Oh, I'm Frank Sinatra's blah 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 because I am related to Frank Sinatra. It's very distant, but okay. I am actually yeah, I am bloodline with with Frank Sinatra. So so yeah, I mean um, if that's real, I mean I don't care how deep. Well, that's that what I'm saying. So now people are like yeah, people are just like screw it, bro. Like use the name. Like you have the name. Like you know right. what I mean. Like right. not everyone's born with the last name Sinatra, so I should at least tr- try to use that to my advantage when I can and not not go overboard with it. But like you said, Sinatra Records perfect because people. That's just a that's just a name in music. You know what I mean? That doesn't right. necessarily it's like, elevate directly to me. 
it's like Sinatra's the name of yeah. music, like Oscar Mayer is the name of hot dogs. Like, right, it, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, it's exactly. just the name, you know? So, um, no, absolutely. And that's great, dude. I, I pursue it, man. Go for it. I think that's awesome. And, you know, I just want to say, like, I appreciate the hustle and grind that, that you have and that you guys here at Since the Sandbox have. And, you know, I, I've been showing you guys love for a bit because I think what you're doing and how you do it and go about uh, conducting yourselves and having fun with it is super important. Obviously you growing as an artist, releasing more music, figuring things out for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do put yourself out there. That'd be my advice to you. Like I throw my stuff out on my Instagram. Like you see my life, the good, the tough, mm -hmm. the bad, the funny, like you see yeah. it. And I think that it's important for people to see, you know, when I look at your stuff, like I think your stuff is just like very real. Like it's not yeah. over the top or overboard or too much. Yeah. It's like, music sports what yeah. you guys cover on the podcast some of your music you just yeah. vibing away like yeah it's you i think that that fits you just talking to you your your kind of demeanor i mean it's right. definitely who you are dude so you know i'm a big fan appreciate you and i appreciate you taking the appreciate time you. on this today yeah no problem yeah appreciate it yeah so uh without further ado guys uh we got we got a huge lineup coming up in april and we'll be talking about it a little bit more on social media but our guy kev sinatra here you know we want we want this guy to be a really our beyond artist man you know whenever you do yeah. stuff we want to hit you up and help you out and you know if you're releasing music let us know so we can throw it on our social media you know you and i talked about maybe kind of going down the studio together and showing people a little bit of what you do and yeah. i definitely want i definitely want to make that work for sure yeah and definitely that opportunity and let people see so get a little get a little behind the scenes action i think it's important man listen cool. the, the best cool. way for people to see what you're doing man is seeing yeah. what you're doing see so me my true element that. yeah so uh you know we're excited for that man so we'll you know we'll be in touch we'll obviously people will be seeing the stuff we're doing on social media mm -hmm. so it'll be a lot of fun yeah well like i said it's, it's my pleasure to be on like i said this is a long time coming so i'm glad we finally did it yeah brother absolutely. and we'll be we'll be together again soon when we go to the studio and stuff too but yeah yeah i'm glad we finally made this happen yeah absolutely man so yeah. i'm excited we'll be we'll be uh we'll be working together real soon so yeah. uh kev sinatra here guys anthony petralis till next time